what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.tv podcast network. As always, I am Alan Jackson with you, ready to talk tech, and I have with me my brother in tech, uh, Brian Jackson. Brian, as, as always, as always, I'm good, Alan. How are you? It hasn't changed, even though my call <laughs> for other co-hosts has gone out far for and some, wide. For some reason, no um, other brothers are showing up to help you no, out. I don't know what it is. None of my other brothers are showing up, so only my one true real brother. And uh, as always, it's good to see you. Yeah, Brian, it's good to uh, see you. you. You live out on the West Coast. I know there's a, a lot of fires and storms a lot and, of, and just rough rough weather stuff going on. So I hope everything's okay and safe man. out there. 2020, you know, it's just every day there is something else that's going on. And uh, I am uh, I am not surprised anymore. So, uh, you know, what yeah. I saw coming home over the uh, over the ridge off in the distance. What was that? The state, the uh, state puff marshmallow man. He's, oh, well, he's there. It makes total 2020. Sense. I mean, why not? I mean, total sense. Uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. If you I, see I didn't even have walking down just, the walking down the interstate. I didn't have a knife. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just like, oh, look. It's the yeah, giant marshmallow makes, man here. Yeah, that makes Fear sense. destruction. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, that makes sense. That, uh, that checks out. <laughs> so, well, I have to say, right, I'm, well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited here because this, people don't know this because they're listening to this later, but this is our first podcast in which I am having a podcast at a decent hour, and you are having one at a horrible time right now. So, <laughs> it is late night yeah. for you, and it is just after it dinner is. for me, and I'm not having to get up at, you know. 6 and 7 a.m. To, to record with you. This is pretty good. Yeah. Are you awake? I, you know, actually, I'm, I'm not, actually, I'm not that bothered by it. Actually, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Now, I may doze off in the middle of the recording, but um, oh. if so, just kind of bang something in the microphone really loud, wake me up. Again, uh, it's, no, it's probably actually, it's, it's, it's okay for me. I think that's as okay if you fall asleep because I've you know I've been falling asleep the last couple episodes that you've taken up for for for, uh, for our video here. So uh, well, you know. guess what? It's uh, go ahead and prepare for another nap time because this is yet another <laughs> another video geared uh, episode. Back um, at it. Mm-hmm. Back at it, Brian. We've been talking. I think the last two episodes we got together, both our main episode and our first deep dive, we've been talking about shooting video, um, yeah. digital video. We kind of had one episode where we talked generally about video as far as digital video goes and your options and different things you can keep in mind when, when trying to capture and work with video on your phones or other devices. Last time we got together, we really honed in on talking about shooting video using your phone as your, yeah. your, your camera device. And we talked about a lot of the benefits to that. I mean, there are a lot of reasons why you may want to have your phone be your primary video device. Um, you know, what, we talked about some of the advantages, you know, portability. Um, we talked about just ease of use. I mean, you yep. know, uh, having cost, the old adage cost, of, you already have it, right? Yeah. Even though the phones, well, you could argue and say, well, the phone is just as expensive as a good camcorder, but you're getting so much more for it. than Yeah. And you already have it. Again. That's the thing, right? right. We already That's have true. that device. So, yeah. So there are a lot of advantages, you know, we talked about, uh, 
just so many things you could do with it. Uh, granted, it's a really good kind of smartphones there where they can really work with your lighting. They can really work with your shot and try to help you get the best shot. So they're great devices. And I think I even mentioned last time that I, right now, I'm kind of on a personal level. I am still using my my phone as my primary video device. Um, but I'm, I, I'm here. Can I, can I just ask you real quick? Because I didn't think to ask this last time. But, yeah. uh, and I know we're going to talk about this in our next deep dive. But so do you, <clears throat> you shoot video with your phone, but do you also edit your video with your phone? I mean, if it's a, if oh, it's a video yeah. that you're going to do, okay, you're, you're still, you still take that a little bit more, you know, yeah. deeply and seriously than, than you I do. And, and it's a personal thing. I, I've, I've never been comfortable or even tried to do any editing on a mobile device. Mm -hmm. I think Why? the most I've ever done is just slight trimming. I, I'm, I'm kind of a control freak when I edit okay. video. So I like hands-on, I like to have a lot more options and, and it's just, you know, I've been editing video for 30 years. So right. it's, you know, I'm kind of used to it. And uh, so anyway, I'm not saying that ed you can't edit a great video on a mobile device. You know, people do, but I haven't really done it before. So here's my segue, right? Yeah. The reason you just said that you don't use editing on your phone is exactly why I don't shoot video on my phone. I like control. I get it. I like, yeah. I like to be able to do more. I'm a little bit more of a control freak of what, uh, well, what I'm doing. So, but now Brian, I did want to clarify. I mean, in my personal life, I use my phone to shoot video. If I take a trip somewhere, if I'm just going out with the family, if we're going hiking, if we're, uh, getting together with friends and family, that's what I do now in my person, my professional life work time. Oh yeah. We shoot on higher end cameras, we yep. shoot video, we produce videos and commercials and music videos and everything like that. So yeah, I'm shoot, I, I will not shoot on a cell phone, mobile phone for my professional work. And we'll get into some reasons why in a, in a minute. So that does kind of lead us to our topic today, which is talking about shooting video on more dedicated cameras or camcorders, meaning devices that are meant for shooting video. Yep. Um, yep. It's, it's going to echo a lot of what we talked about with photography, Brian, and that I think you, it's some of the same distinction. You know, people may wonder why would I want to get a dedicated camera or in this case camcorder mm -hmm. when I do have a mobile device that can shoot really good quality photos or really good quality video. And some of the answers that we're going to talk about about why you may want to consider a dedicated camcorder are going to sound very similar to the ones we said for why you would want a dedicated camera yeah uh, dslr yep. camera um mainly yeah, it's control i, I mean it, isn't that really what we're talking about is yeah it's, it's gonna say control, control and control and creativity in my opinion yeah. right i mean mm -hmm. i think you've the because you have the control you're allowed to do a lot more with the camcorder or the dslr um and there's just lots of things that that you i think on a on a phone a lot of those can be controlled you know, we're going to talk about aperture. We're going to talk about ISO. We're going to talk about these different things that uh, came up with the, the DSLR. But mm -hmm. you can do those things, but it takes a lot more, um, like an extra app, maybe even kind of managing it in a digital fashion rather than an actual optical fashion. So I think that there, uh, there just seems to be uh, uh, some handcuffs on you when you're going to use your your phone to be able to get video. Again, it it does so much of the work for you that it makes it easier. And I think, you know, out of the box, 
your phone is going to be a lot better at shooting video than these other devices are out of the box if you don't know how to use them. Very right? true. Now, granted, you know, camcorders, yeah, camcorders, DSLRs that you shoot video on have automatic modes, and true. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say for the most part, they look pretty good, but you could argue that they may look almost just as good as the automatic mode on a mobile phone. Yep. The difference is with these cameras we're going to talk about or the things we're going to talk about that they can do, I think you summed it up pretty good. It's it's when you want creativity. If Again, if my situation is I just want to get good, solid video of me and my family uh, visiting somewhere on a trip, and I want to document it, I want to show what we sh- what we saw, then the mobile phone is going to be fine because I want to see what my human eye is seeing. I want to capture the stuff in front of me. But if I wanted to do something more interesting with it, something more creative, I wanted to like do something that really uh, visually was really interesting or had a certain look I was going for. I, I don't always feel comfortable. I could get that with a mobile to mobile phone very easily without right. a whole lot of extra apps or accessories and all that. Yep. So that's where a camcorder does start to really kind of come into play a little bit more. Absolutely. So, so look, can we, Alan, can you just, let's maybe do a quick little overview of what we mean by yeah. camcorder and dedicated sure. video camera, professional video camera, DSLR. Maybe I'll start because the DSLR is something we've already spoken about, right? It's the yeah. uh, single reflex lens, you know, camera, the, the handheld camera that you see professionals use that has lenses on the outside that you can interchange, right? That, that what we're suggesting is that that does a really good job of video, right? And, you know, you're the professional video person here and you say that you actually use DSLRs in your business, right? We do. Yep. So um, that's a love- DSLR that has a video function. Almost all of them have video functions now. <clears throat> By my, for my money, if I'm going, if I truly want a custom look to a, a film, to a video shoot, DSLRs are the best option for us for reasons we're going to talk about in a little bit. The biggest thing that's going to be different with a DSLR than some other camcorders we're going to talk about is interchangeable lenses. I mean, it's the same kind of lenses you would get with a, for your DSLR for photography. So that same kind of look you can use for, with different lenses and different uh, settings you can set, give you a lot of options on how your video looks and it could really create some really dramatic effects. Um, yeah. You know, you can just do a lot with a variety of lenses that you can't do on a fixed lens that some camcorders are going to come with. Right. Um, so yeah, so you got your DSLRs, mm-hmm. which most people, you know, you're using them for photography, but they take excellent video and it's still some of the sharpest looking video. You'll see a lot of professionals, a lot of films and other uh, uh, productions are being done on on DSLR video. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what would you consider a camcorder? What would you consider a camcorder now? So a camcorder is a true all-in-one device that is meant for shooting video. Okay. That's really it. Uh, It's not meant for photography. It maybe has a photo option on it, but that's not what a strong suit is. The real difference is, is that typically a camcorder has a fixed lens, meaning it's not a lens you can go and replace. But, But because the body style of these things are larger, I mean, they're still hand handheld size, but they're much larger than a phone. You do have things like zoom. You do have things like removable storage, other things on it that you don't have on a mobile phone. And um, so it's almost like, I almost kind of think in terms of control, it's below a, a DSLR, but above a mobile phone. It's just in that spot where I need something dedicated to shoot video. 
I need a little more control than what my phone gives me. I plan to do some zooming or I need zooming capabilities. Uh, I want more storage to shoot more and more hours of footage and not have to worry about running out of space. Um, and you have a lot more control over some settings than you would yeah. do. Yeah. Plus I'll tell you the biggest thing that camcorders um, probably get a lot of bonus points from people on is viewfinder. Um, oh yeah. Been having a viewfinder that. that either you look through a viewfinder or you pop out a, a, a viewfinder screen means that you don't have to be touching your, your phone screen to either look at, make adjustments or uh, to be looking at your shot. Yeah. And that's honestly, I mean, we can talk about control all day long. We can talk about settings and image quality and all that. The biggest reason I t people tell me that they go with a camcorder instead of a mobile device is that viewfinder. Yeah. It's just, yeah. they can't get used to the idea of Touching. the viewfinder is basically the camera you're holding yeah. in front of you and you've got to be able to look at it that way. They yeah. just don't feel comfortable with it. And honestly, I didn't really for a long time either. Yeah. And I think I, I told you that same issue with cameras right? Is that I don't like, I don't mind taking regular pictures with my, uh, with my phone going out and snapping things that I'm seeing yeah. just in the moment, but I don't like trying to get real creative pictures because yeah. one, I don't like touching the phone in order to, to click it, uh, to, to actually make the shutter release. I don't like, you know, pinching and zooming where I, my fingers are in the way of what I'm seeing and all of that, but it, it just feels better, you know, to look through a viewfinder. Yeah. So I, I certainly I get that. And I, and I like that you brought up, you know, the body size, because even though these things are small, the important thing for people to remember is just like we talked about with, with uh, photography, it's the distance between the lens and the sensor. And, you know, and, if, and in a phone, that is really, really small, right? We're talking a millimeter between the two. Um, and so therefore, you don't get this depth of field. You get things that are, can be digitally created later on. But at least with a camcorder, you've got the option of being able to zoom in, get true zoom, get away from the digital zoom, which you warned us about uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, so I think that's uh, that's really important. Uh, and those, those things have developed way, a lot yeah, over the years, right? I mean, we're talking okay. the first camcorders were the ones that went over the shoulder, and yet they weren't that good. They had a you know VCR tape uh, put in them. Now they're kind of handheld more and you still see professional video cameras. So I'd like you to tell me a little bit about what a professional video camera is, because those are the ones that still look like they're over the shoulder, right? They're kind of big devices um, or can be. Not as much anymore. No? Those, okay. those, those big over the shoulder ones are kind of passe. You've really gotten small, really professional level ones nowadays are not a lot bigger or different than just consumer camcorders. Okay. It's just what's inside and it's, it's the image quality. It's the, it's the chip sizes that, that the, that the image is being captured on. It's the level of control you've got. Um, but I mean, really the, the com the, the frame size or not frame size, but the, uh, center body size, oh, the body, yeah, the body size of these, of these cameras, has actually gotten smaller. I mean, there's some really mm. high-end professional cameras that are not that much bigger than a than a, a handy cam type camcorder. So, oh, and I guess maybe um, maybe what I'm getting confused with is when I see those in action, they tend to be on gimbals and everything else that kind of make yeah. that situation right. Because right. rarely is someone actually going to be just taking their hands and moving a camera around unless they're on some sort of other device at a professional level, right? Yeah, I mean, even like uh, you know the the red camera. I don't know if you've heard of that. You know, the no. red is kind of the 
a little bit of a gold standard of kind of shooting digital high-end video for films and other high-end production work. And I mean, these base level cameras are not much bigger than just, you know, my, my hands put together. Um, but you know, they, they range from 5,000 to $80,000. Did everybody online, did everybody here in this podcast just take a picture of his hands together? Did you see his hands? Visualize. Okay. My, my, I put my one hand next to my other hand <laughs> and that's, that's my hands together. Yeah. Okay. So that, that makes normal, total sense for everybody. Now. Listen, That's good. For everybody at home, I have normal size hands. Just <laughs> kind of imagine a very standard male hands. Okay. That's what I have. Um, that's the size I'm talking about. Just so you know. Yeah, Brian, when you're, when you're thinking about these bigger rigs or, or uh, you're normally thinking there's normally bigger lenses on them. Yeah. Or there's gimbals on them or there's an external monitor on it. But if you really look at the core camera these days, even the professional ones are actually not that big. Um, and it's I was a, on a and they're going to digital, a, I'm assuming they're all digital and not, they're not tape, right? So they don't have to worry about the size of the, the tape anymore. Okay. I was on a film shoot three weeks ago for a weekend and, uh, you know, high end professional crew were shooting a professional film and yeah, the cameras, I mean, maybe size of your hand, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe eight, two hands, eight, I don't maybe know. eight to 10 inches long. If that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, they're just not that big anymore. So, um, so yeah, the, the, the whole thing is they are gotten more compact, but it's all about the quality that packs inside of it and what kind yeah. of lenses you put on them and what kind of accessories you use as to how they, how they're going to look. Um, so really there's not a lot of difference, not a, not from a, from a pure descri- description standpoint, difference between a dedicated camcorder you could go into Best Buy and buy right now in the professional level ones, except what's going on the inside and the image processing and the quality of the lenses or uh, yeah. images that are being captured and the expandability you can go with. If you go get a, a dedicated camcorder at Best Buy, it's not going to have a lot of expandability. You're not going to be able to add lenses to it. You're not going to be able to uh, rig up a lot of things around it. It's meant to be held and shot and used for shooting video. But on the quality side, I will say, I mean, these these camcorders nowadays are shooting 4K pretty pretty standard right now and uh, great quality. I mean, they are going to be better quality if you know what you're doing and you use your settings right. They're going to be better quality than what you get on your, your mobile phone for sure. Hmm. Um, so <clears throat> it's kind of that middle ground. It's like you got mobile phone for video. You've got these camcorders. You got the DSLRs. And then you've got the really kind of high-end professional yeah. ones. That's the way I kind of see them in the progression there. And would you say, Here's my the, would you say that the price price breakdown is going to be a couple hundred dollars for a camcorder, uh, upper upper hundreds to a thousand for a good DSLR, and then a few thousand for a professional camera? Yeah. I mean, I think you're probably in that two to $800 range for a really good camcorder. Even yeah. some that will shoot 4K. I've seen for seven, $800. Um, then once you start to get in that 800 and up, you're in that DSLR range. And then for professional cameras, now there are some professional level cameras you can get for $3,000. Yeah. There's, and then it goes all the way up from there. Just unfortunately the sky's the limit. Um, again, yeah. I mentioned the $80,000 camera and that is, that is, that is one out there. Is that, is um, that the red? The red is an $80,000. One of the reds. Yeah. Wow. One of the reds is about 80 grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, red makes a lot of different levels and, 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 and okay. models and, and uh, levels, but that's kind of their, their high end level. 
Um, so let's talk about, I mean, if that's kind of the different devices we're talking about, and let's just kind of talk about all those types and the generalities because yeah. So what, what are the benefits do? again what what why would you want to go with a dedicated camcorder or dslr uh, we're not going to talk about professional cameras anymore because again we're trying to keep it more home personal family but let's say d camcorders and dslrs what what would cause you to move up to that level for shooting video okay mm -hmm. uh, well can i so can we i jump in and say i, I want to jump in really quick with the because there's a few things here that i think dslr dslrs will do more effectively than maybe a camcorder. But I think if we're talking about both in general, to me, the the one thing that's gonna keep me, you already mentioned the, the viewfinder, right? The ability to be able to kind of have a dedicated um, uh, screen to be able to see or even to be able to look through at the real image. But I still think what you mentioned earlier about expandability and about the fact that I'm gonna be recording to a SD card that I can pop out and record some more. I can pop out and record some more. I can, you know, the battery life oftentimes is really good on these in which it's not killing down my phone. I can go straight and record. Those to me are the reasons why I might want to automatically shift to a dedicated camera. And then yeah. if I was trying dedicated. to decide on going from camcorder to DSLR, then I think it's a little bit more about some of the creative control features that I think a DSLR yeah. can do. Does that make sense? Well, it's, it's the creative control in the DSLR. And then if we have to look financially, I mean, DSLRs, I think you know this in the photography world, can become a, a pit for yep. money. I mean, yep. you, you you have to buy more lenses to get more looks that you want. You've got more accessories you can buy. I mean, really, the lenses are the big thing. And the lenses are That's it. the one yep. thing about a camcorder is that, you know, you buy it, it's got a lens built in. And that, all in that's one. pretty much yep. the lens you got. And you don't have to worry about it. But granted, you may feel like that's limiting you a little bit on your look and style. But again, the camcorder is not really designed for giving you creative freedom in designing your shot. It's more of a, I want to capture video and I want to do things like zooming in. I want to look in a viewfinder and see it more comfortably. I want to pop in and out smart media cards and have unlimited storage on this uh, for shooting. Uh, all those things, that's really where you start to go to a camcorder. For example, I keep saying the whole zoo example when we talk about zooming, Brian, but, you know, going to a zoo and animals are really far away from you, but you want to see them, uh, you know, trying to do that on a mobile phone. I've said before, that's like the worst case scenario. That's that shows you every fallibility that that mobile phone has for for photo or video camcorders. They are made for that. It's like, yep, yeah. let me zoom in. Uh, let's go as far as I can go on my optical zoom. And some of them have digital zoom built in to go even further if you had to. Um, that's really where it's like, I just need to capture video and I don't want any, I don't want any restrictions on me. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, um, I don't really, when it comes to benefits, right, I, I was just going to say, I think the biggest thing is like you said, it's control. Yep. Um, these camcorders, even a consumer level camcorder, if you get into the menu options on these things, you can do a lot of controlling of what your, your shot's going to look like or how you're shooting video in general. Um, you know, shutter speed, definitely camcorders will let you control the shutter speed. Definitely the DSLRs will, Yeah. but even some consumer camcorders will let you do that as well. And Choosing let's think, shutter about, speed. think about why that is, because that, when I, when I was thinking about this, that initially didn't make sense to me, right. Of, of shutter speed within video, because I think of video as being kind of a continuous gather of information, but 
but it really is a series of images, right? And if you've got a series of images and each one of those images had a longer shutter speed, it means there's a slight blur to it, which is a good creative use of, uh, of that. Whereas a phone or a camcorder, low-end camcorder, are not going to allow you to do that. They're not going to allow the creative uh, elements to be able to do that as much, right? True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really is. If you're going, if you're in the market for shopping for a camcorder and you're doing it because you really want a lot of control, just know, yeah, you'd really need to look and see the different levels of camcorders and what they provide in terms of uh, manual settings and controls for your shot. The higher you go, the more flexibility you're going to have on your camera. The lower end you go on the camcorder, you are looking at a little more automatic, a little more, uh, they're just going to try to take the shot for you and uh, yeah, still going to be pretty good, but you know, you're not going to have as much control. Um, you know, we get to things like aperture and shutter speed and ISO. And all. I mean, those are all things at the higher level you go up on the camcorder chain, you'll have some control over those. Definitely at the DSLR level, yeah. you will, you can control all of that just yeah. like you can for photography. So, and I think that's one of the things that gets people when they get into photography in a DSLR, then they start realizing, okay, if I'm doing video, this is how I want to control that video as well. All right. I, I really like having the, you know, shallow depth of field so that I'm seeing that person's face, but I'm blurring out everything behind them and having that ability, you're certainly going to have it on a DSLR because that's what it's made for, right? That's what it has control over. Um, and ISO, I think is a good one too, because it allows you to kind of play with the idea of, I want to be really sensitive to light. So I want it to be brightened, but recognizing, you know, that, uh, uh, that's going to have its downsides as well. So having well, lighting things, a big thing. And I'll, I'll give an example back to that film shoot that was on a few weeks ago. We, uh, we were filming on a pretty high level, good video camera, uh, for, uh, the whole shoot. It was about a three day shoot and it got to towards the end of the shoot and there's one shot left. And it's a shot that involves somebody walking from the parking lot car talking with someone, a walking and talking shot of two people walking from the parking lot outside through a walkway leading into a building and then going inside the building all in one take Ooh. one shot. Yeah. And so the problem became with that is that, you know, we, they were having to look at how to shoot it because trying to get the motion right with their big, bigger camera rig was really tricky. Uh, somebody had the idea on their crew to, to go with a, a, a mobile phone for shooting the shot. And they could, because the good thing is the mobile phone kind of adapted the lighting the way they needed to, as they moved between it. Um, so that's an example where, Hey, that was, that was good. That made sense. Why that happened, uh, why they switched to that. But the problem was, is that, you know, you just, you lost the quality as a trade-off. Yep. The camera yep. phone was trying to automatically adjust the lighting to where it felt like it was going to be best. But if you need to control the lighting, if you want the lighting to remain a certain way, um, you got a lot better control with camcorders and, and other devices than you would yep. otherwise. So yep. yeah. they do uh, handle lighting differently. Um, right. There are ways manually on a mobile phone to fix the uh, exposure level and, and, and get the lighting the way you want it. But it just takes a lot more effort than a camcorder where you could honestly have a dial or a button to move it up and down and get it exactly where you want it. Yep. Yep. Focus is another thing, Brian, I tell you, uh, you know, if you talk about adding a little creativity to people's video, the control over your focus is really important here. Again, you go on a mobile phone and a mobile phone is going to try to focus on whatever it thinks it's supposed to focus on. 
you can touch the screen and say, nope, I want you to focus on this guy. But then if you want to change it, you've got to either touch the screen again or, yep. or let yep. the camera try to be smart about it. Camcorders, many of them could have a manual focus ring on it where you can actually set your focus. Definitely at the DSLR level, you can do that. Turn off the autofocus and actually manually focus. I want to focus on the person here close to me. And then I want to focus to somebody back behind them. Yep. And you can do that without the camera trying to, trying to guess what it's, or the camera phone trying to guess it. Um, so again, it's just a lot of control. And again, th that may not be for everybody. May, people may be listening and say, I don't want to futz with all that. I, I just want to shoot good video. The good news is, is these lower end camcorders are going to still get you a good shot and they're going to yep. shoot on, on high quality and they'll do a lot of things in the automatic level and you'll be fine with most of it. So. <clears throat> are most camcorders now, even at the low level, doing 4K? Yeah. Or a lot of I them mean, still do 10 Really, you can get four or five, $600 camcorder shooting 4K, which is pretty wow. crazy to think that's, about. That's, yeah. That's wild. Uh, the stuff's going to look good. I mean, it's, it's inherently got better better optics than what you would get on your mobile phone because it is a larger device with, like you said, more distance between the lens and bigger image size that it's working with. So uh, interchangeable lenses on the DSLRs. Yeah, that's we don't have them on the camcorders, but mm -hmm. the DSLRs, obviously, if you swap out your lenses, you get a whole different look and it's almost limitless the type of looks you can have now yep. with the variety of lenses out there, right? Yep. Yep. And if you're, yeah, if you're willing to do multiple shots and switch out your lens then, or getting a, you know, you can obviously add on a fairly sizable all in one lens, you know, that'll go, you know, from a fairly wide down to a really good zoom. Uh, so depending on how much money you want to put into it. But to me, that's a big thing is that if, you know, I keep thinking if I wanted to, re if I really wanted to go and create something, uh, a video that was fairly, you know, uh, well shot and, you know, I'll even say well produced where I wanted to kind of zoom in on certain things during the shot. I, I got to decide, am I going to walk with it or am I going to get some sort of track to be able to zoom in on it? Do I actually want to touch the back of the screen of a phone and pinch as I'm doing it? Or is that going to be smooth and fluid? Uh, if I'm going to do a DSLR, one of the challenges there is that everything generally is manual in terms of zooming. So you're still grabbing a hold of the camera and twisting it. And is that going to happen? The beauty that's one of the things I think is the beauty of a camcorder is oftentimes that zoom is usually a toggle switch, which can happen on kind of a smooth, you know, a smooth yeah. movement, right? So I think there is a benefit with zooming, assuming you have enough zoom built into the camcorder that there can be some uh, kind of powered zoom that happens on a, on a, on a smooth transition. So and most camcorders will give you that because yeah. they do have a big enough body to, to give you some flexibility on that for sure. Yeah. Um, so with most camcorders, you are holding them kind of in the palm of your hand. Uh, that's really what they're designed to be. They normally have a strap on the side so you can slide your hand in and you can, you can do it that way. And that right alone, just having something in the palm of your hand, as opposed to having to hold it out in front of you, um, absolutely gives you greater uh, stability of your yep. shot. Yep. No doubt about it. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think I'd be hard to say that if you, if you, uh, the stability that you can get with a camcorder is greater than what you would get with your mobile phone trying to hold it. Mobile phones have great image stabilization in them, but so do the camcorders. The difference is the camcorder by on its own, just the way it's built 
you were going to hold it with a much more sturdy hand than you would a yeah. mobile phone. So, well, great to me, stability it's on an issue also of um, weight, right? Now you mentioned they're not they're not that heavy, right? They've gotten fairly small. I think you said it was maybe two of your hands, right? Which I, which I think was was. Uh, really, maybe one and a half. Yeah, I, really, I mean, I, I really to, sold really it, right? The, yeah, the one and a half hands. Um, but if you have some weight to it, right, then things aren't going to shake as much because when they're really small and you're, you know, you're holding your camera with two, you know, two fingers, right, or maybe four fingers across, there's not a great grip on it. Any little movement is going to be a small adjustment. And I, and I worry that a lot of the stabilization mm -hmm. is going to be lost. And it certainly feels easier that if you give me a somewhat of a hefty camera, that it's going to be in position. I'm using, you know, my arm to hold it and it's going to be a little bit more stable that way. So to me, that's a big, that's a big thing. One of the things I really like about using a DSLR as a camera is I kind of feel like it's easier to, to get in position and stabilize uh, because mm -hmm. of the weight of the camera. Now, obviously you don't want something that is incredibly uh, large and, and hard to maneuver, but having enough, you know, meat behind it, right. I think is good for, uh, for stabilization. And then, of course, if you need more stabilization, you know, we've been making the argument of tripods being the, the easiest way to take the next step up, right? And you said that you could do that with a mobile phone, which I have not done before, but there's add-ons you have to do with that. You have yeah. to... You've got to have a certain type of thing to pop on the top of your standard tripod yep. or get a very specialized tripod that's meant for holding mobile phones. Most of the time, if you go buy a tripod or you have bought one in the last, you know, 10, 20 years, they all come with a very standard mount on the top, a, a top screw that is meant for screwing into the bottom of your camera, typically a larger camera, your yep. DSLRs, your, but camcorders typically will have those mounts as well. So meaning the $20 tripod you bought several years ago sitting in your basement, it's still usable. It's still good. And on a, on a camcorder, you could screw it on the top and you're ready to go. Can't do that with a mobile phone without an attachment or adapter of some sort to work with more traditional older tripods. So it's another another plus on the camcorder side for sure. Um, filters, you know, talking about we haven't talked about really filters on things. Yeah, you know what? Um, that's one of the things I made note of, Alan, because I hadn't really thought about the benefit of that. But I was reading an article as I was preparing for this where they said, you know, you could have situations you're doing video where. Um, you know, maybe the, the, the area you're in is fairly bright and, you know, instead of cranking down what you want to do on your camera, that it's nice to be able to put uh, a filter on to be able to either block out some of that light to allow you to do some more creative things or a polarizer lenser to be able to uh, mm -hmm. polarize a lenser. Yeah. Polarized lens that's going to allow I you to kind of block out some of the sunlight, right. Or the reflections. So I think there's, yeah. there's some great things in, and you can't really do that on many camcorders. And you're certainly not, not really some, some camcorders may have a little uh, screw attachment uh, yeah. on the on the front lens and they make their own lens uh, filters to come with the camcorder. OK, uh, but generally not as much DSLRs. Obviously, you can get filters that are pretty standard for your yeah. lenses to, to put in between the lens and the camera or on the end of the lens. I meant yeah. uh, it's just and they even make some for mobile phones. Uh, I just seen those. I haven't really seen those really be. Yeah terribly effective, but I, I haven't really used a lot of those. Before, yeah. So. Well, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like those as much. I have used a few of them yeah. and I don't like them mainly because, you know, there's a big honking piece of glass on the outside to, 
of that mobile phone that's supposed to be there. And it's something that goes in your pocket and so on, as you talked about, keep it clean. But putting something on top of that, I think, is just another challenge. So to me, it's, you know, I still have a hard time using a mobile for, you know, things that I want to do in a professional way. Um, I know it's going to do it well. It's just a matter of me being able to, to maneuver it the way that I want to do it and keep it clean and make sure that it's, you know, has the control that I need. So there's really Brian, two other things I wanted to mention that I feel like are kind of benefits with a dedicated camcorder and or DSLR camera compared to mobile phones. Uh, one of them has to do with audio. So we talked about audio before a little bit with the mobile phones and yes, the mobile phone has a microphone built into the phone and it picks up decently well audio in front of uh, where you're shooting video with your mobile phone. Um, the nice thing is when you start to get into the camcorder or the DSLR is that they will have some dedicated audio inputs, hmm. which means instead of having to use the, the phone's docking cable or charging cable as a, a microphone input, which you can do, um, these cameras have dedicated audio inputs, meaning if I want a microphone, I can plug it into the camcorder and the camcorder will treat it as audio coming in automatically and know what to do with it. And it doesn't interfere with my ability to run AC power or anything else. Yeah. Um, DSLR is the same way. Microphone input typically coming in. So you can have audio uh, coming in from an external microphone very easily. Uh, so the difference is, is, you know, mobile phones will let you do it. It's just, you got to have some sacrifices, you know, they're, uh, or, or, uh, it's either got to be a, a Bluetooth like wireless microphone to work with your mobile phone or something. If you need just some more traditional audio plug-in microphone, your camcorder and your DSLR will let you do that right yep. out of the gate. Not yep. to worry about it. Um, yeah. And, and then the other thing I was going to mention, right? they make a lot of those that are the, oh, the yeah. hot shoe, hot shoe mounted, right? That you can mount right on top of the the camera, the camera. Yeah, that's the great thing with that form factor of the. Uh, both camcorders and DSLRs will have the shoe mount on the top. Many of the camcorders will. So you can put a microphone screwed in the top, plug into the audio jack on the side, and you're good to go. And they're typically very good microphones, especially compared to the ones you find in your mobile phone. Yeah. Um, the last big thing I mentioned, we've kind of hit on it briefly, but I just want to really emphasize how important this can be. If you are planning on shooting a lot of video, especially in one setting, um, because these camcorders are typically using SD cards as their storage device, and it's very easy to carry around with you a pack of SD cards that you can have, you're basically talking about you can build up almost unlimited storage of shooting things when you're out, but depending on how many cards you take with you. Um, compare that to a mobile phone where you're pretty much stuck with whatever the storage is on your phone. And if your phone has a bunch of apps or games and other photos and other stuff on it, then you're not going to have as much left over for shooting video. Right. Take for example, if there's a big three, four hour concert going on with a couple different bands and you really want to shoot all of it on a phone, you could probably do it if you got a big enough phone storage, but there's always that chance you don't and it's going to fill up. And then your camera phone is actually full. I mean, it's not just your camcorder. It's your, I mean, not just your video part of it. It's your whole phone is full and that can cause problems. Um, so at least with a dedicated camcorder or even a DSLR, the fact that you can pop in and out more smart media cards to shoot uh, really means you can keep shooting as long as you've got cards to, to pop in there. 
Yeah. And uh, so that's really nice. That does make a big difference, especially if you're shooting on 4K on these camcorders and you shoot at the highest quality level. I mean, for uncompressed video, you could be looking at a gigabyte for every five minutes of really high quality video. So if you've got a 16 gigabyte smart media card in there, that means, what is that? That's uh, like 90 minutes of video. Uh, if you had a 32 gigabyte, you're talking, you know, like three hours of video you could shoot on one card and it still would be super high quality, uncompressed video. Yeah. You try to do it on your phone and you eat up 32 gigabytes of, on your phone. If you've got a 64 gigabyte phone, that's already got a whole bunch of other stuff on it. You could be kind of pushing it to, to max it out. Right. You know? Right. If you got a 16 gigabyte phone, then yeah, you're, you're done. You're done after an hour. So yeah. Yeah, anyway, that's I think big, expandable storage thing. is really important. Yeah. That's a big thing. Now, I would say real quick, Alan, there's maybe one one more potential downside to this that we need to be uh, okay. kind of upfront about, right? Is that we talked before, even though you don't particularly believe in it or do it, but the, the ability to be able to edit your, your video on your phone is pretty, pretty important for some people, right? It's like, hey, I'm going to take this in, I'm going to use it, and then I'm going to export it out, and it's going to be ready to go. Um, there's some of that that can happen with DSLRs. There's some of that can happen with camcorders on device, right? Crop, you can do a little bit potentially of uh, change of filter, you know, after effects, that sort of thing. But most of it is you're gathering, you're gathering data, and then you're going to go and play with the data elsewhere, right? So some people yeah, see that. There's as not a I'll see there's a negative so there's not really an operating system on right. these cameras meant for letting you do work on them that's not really what they're designed to do they're meant to gather the footage and then the idea is that you're going to take them somewhere yeah and work with it so uh that is true it's a very good point brian if you were wanting to go out and get a camcorder and you say oh this is gonna be great i'll be able to trim and edit my videos and put them up on youtube whatever well you're still gonna need <laughs> that other computer or yeah. a device to do a lot of that uh, these camcorders, many of them will let you do some special effects, like limited ones on a menu, maybe put titles up. Uh, we're maybe skipping ahead to my tips here in a little bit, but I, I, I recommend not doing that. I mean, I think the best way to use a camcorder is I am acquiring footage. I will work on how I'm going to enhance that footage later. My job right now is to shoot the best video footage I can. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brian, how about, uh, we kind of covered all the benefits that I think that, you know, you can have over mobile if you go with that more dedicated device and why would you want to look at a dedicated camera device? Uh, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, um, let's talk through some tips on, hey, if you're going to really try to shoot some good video with a more dedicated uh, camera device, like a camcorder or a DSLR, what are some things you might want to to know or think about? to get some of the best footage you can get from those devices going forward. Yeah, so, sounds good. And plus, remember, we end the show every every time we get together with our brothers in tech suggestions, uh, which if you do the acronym on that, mm. it's amazing that you came up with this, Brian. I'm still Gosh. just envious of this. It's BITS, B-I-T-S. Yeah. So, That's so, so cute. That's so good. It is really good. I mean, I really, so I, the, really, I really have kind of taken off after that. The rest of the, the rest of the podcast services I came up with that is, I've kind of been mailing it in, right? Because oh, I, I know, I, I, my, I know, I'm, I did my part early on. <laughs> you, you, you shot the moon early on, man. But you, you, uh, you did it. Ugh. But 
about all we got. Um, <laughs> but no, the brothers and tech suggestions is, is a great, that is coming up at the end of the show. Brian and I both give a suggestion of something kind of related to this topic that we, we want to recommend you check out. Yeah. So that's so anyway, only Brian, an hour or two away. So just stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> You're hanging in there. You're doing great. Stay with us, people. Uh, uh, we're going to take a very short break. When we come back, we'll do some tips and tricks for shooting video on dedicated camcorders and give our brothers in tech suggestions. So you're listening to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. We'll be back in just a moment. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Welcome back to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. Alan and Brian Jackson here with you talking over shooting video on dedicated camcorders or cameras like a DSLR. Uh, some Anything that's not your mobile phone is really what we're kind of talking about today. Uh, we talked about mobile phones in the last episode. This is all about more dedicated camcorder or camera devices. And Brian, we just spent the first half of the show talking through why would you want to use a dedicated camcorder or camera, all the benefits, all the reasons why that it's a good move for some people. Um, so let's just go ahead and assume, Brian, that people listen to the first half of the show. During the break, they ran to the store, got a camcorder. They're like, yeah, you guys sold me. That's I'm ready possible. to do this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have, every I, have, time I, I have no doubt to convince some people to do that. Yeah. It happens every time I talk to people. I, I give them a suggestion. They say, hold on, Alan, wait right there. And they run <laughs> I sit there for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, waiting for them to come back. And then they come back with whatever I recommended. Man, um, such a salesman. It's good. I'm really good. So uh, let's assume that you are kind of committed to this idea of I want to use a more dedicated device to shoot video. So let's talk about some some tips and tricks, Brian. And I'm going to keep these pretty pretty broad. Um, these are things I have to remind myself a lot of times, even shooting professional video. And um, but at the same time, some of these tips and tricks also go all the way down to even your mobile phone too. So they are fairly universal tips. But if you're really looking at getting into where you want good looking shots and footage, here are some things I would recommend. Okay, so, and Brian, you. You chime in with any of these as well. Some yeah, of these I, may, uh, I really have nothing to, to add here, but yes, I'll go ahead and chime in. I go ahead and continue. I just I wanted to give you a, I wanted to give you a shot. Um, we talked about some of the advantages. One of the advantages being uh, with camcorders uh, and even DSLRs is zooming. Yep. Uh, camcorders, especially, you have typically a a true optical zoom, meaning you press a button, toggle on the the top or something, and it will zoom in your shot zoom back out. Um, they are great for capturing things that you couldn't capture close up. You need to get further away. But if you really want to get some good creative shots, typically zooming is not, um, is not going to give you the, the real best looking shots because typically as you're zooming in, unless you're really steady on a camcorder or maybe using a remote control that came with the camcorder to do the zoom, you're typically not looking at some great, great results on it. I, I tell people this all the time. Think about movies you watch. How many times have you seen a movie, an actual feature film, use a Zoom? Right. It's really, really rare. And there's a reason for it. It's not because they can't do it. It's because typically, good. Yeah. unless there's a specific reason you want to Zoom in, you typically want to just move your camera and get closer to somebody 
for your next shot or for the shot you want. So uh, always, I'm always more in favor of getting closer to the subject than trying to zoom in. Zooms in my mind should only be used when you physically can't get closer to your subject and you've got to zoom in, or there is some specific reason in what you're shooting that to show a zoom is, is the kind of look you're going for. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Otherwise go light on it. Just be mindful of the zoom. Don't overuse it. I've watched way too many videos where the zooms are overused and it's, it's tough to watch sometimes. So, yeah. Okay. Um, framing. We talked about framing a lot, Brian, when we talked about photography and even on just video in general, just framing your shot. And, you know, we talked about how it was nice. I did not realize it until you pointed it out, but you can actually have a grid pop up on the phone, iPhone, mobile phone screen to kind of help you uh, position your front, your, the things in your frame a little bit. Well, a lot of the camcorders will do the same thing or some other DSLR cameras will give you that same capability. What they're really trying to help you do is not feel like that everything always has to be dead center right in the middle of your frame, what you're trying to look at. Um, you know, you've seen the videos when people are being interviewed on, uh, you know, for 60 minutes or some show like that, you never see them dead center in the middle of the frame looking directly at the camera or something. You know, they're always a little off camera or looking to somebody off the camera on the other side. And uh, it just, it really gives you a more dramatic, gives you a more uh, interesting angle to work with. Yeah. So they typically recommend you really want to look at how you compile, how you frame your shot. And the reason I think personally for me, Brian, this is like a good idea and tip for camcorders or for DSLRs is because you do have that better viewfinder experience. You can frame your shot a lot better. I'll admit when shooting on a mobile phone, sometimes it's really hard to frame your shot just right because of the way you got to hold your phone and try to move it around. Uh, when you've got an external or a pop-up, a pop-out viewfinder or something uh, a little easier to work with, it's a lot easier to get that shot framed the way you want it. Yeah, Alan, to, I, I would, I would imagine that this is even more important to frame your shot in video. And we talked about this before, right? It's it's kind of it, it's a little harder to go back and crop a video than it is to crop a picture. I mean, I can go out and say, you know what, I want to take this scene, and I'm not exactly sure how I want to frame it afterwards. So I'll go a little wider than I normally would on a, on a shot. I'll go back and crop it later. A little harder to do on a video, right? So you need to think it through a little bit. You can do it, but if you're talking about moving during the video and then having to crop a little later, that's becomes a challenge, right? I'll give you a little, a little tip here. This is a pro tip here, Brian. This is patented pro tip. Um, Let me get my pen and paper. Okay. Yeah. Write this down. The one trick that we kind of do is if we, um, if you can shoot at a higher resolution than what you're ultimately going to have your finished video be. So for example, if you shoot at 4k, but you know that your end video is only going to be 1080p HD, you're technically shooting a frame four times bigger than you need. So what that means a lot of times is if, if we're shooting like a stage where there's a lot of performance going on and there's a big stage, we're shooting it at 4k. The camera is a 4k frame fitting that entire stage. But we know that when we're editing, we may occasionally need to zoom in a little bit to one part of that frame or another or yeah. crop a part of it. We have a whole landscape to work with because we've shot a frame four times bigger than what we need. Now, the problem becomes if you shoot 4K and you need to deliver the video in 4K, then you don't have any room to crop anything. 
Yeah. So um, there's typically the idea of like overshooting because mm -hmm. you want to get a bigger frame than what you ultimately need. It just gives you some flexibility. If you decide at the last minute you want to zoom in a little bit more, you can do it. And you don't sacrifice any quality. You're not, you're not artificially zooming into the footage in your editing. Um, I, yeah. I am so feeling like a pro now. I mean, you're already, you're, you're, you're ratcheting up my game here. This is good. I normally charge. I normally charge for that kind of advice, Brian. So, I mean, well, just, we, just honestly, thankful. If we could take another break, I'll go get a camera right now. And uh, <laughs> it sounds like you've already sold me. I'm going to go run out and buy another camera. So tell you what, Brian, uh, for you, friends and family rate for the advice I just gave you, nice. I will send you a bill for the friends and family rate. Nice. I mean, technically you are family. So I guess I should have done that to begin with, but yeah. Um, yeah. So to friends and family, do I, do I now come into both, both yeah. of them? Because, eh. You'll drop into one, one yeah. or the other, but yeah. All right. So, so, all right, let's continue with some tips. Got? What else? Yeah. We got? Um, all right. This, so one of the joys of shooting digital video is that it's so easy to move them around with the smaller camcorders or even your mobile phones so much better than it used to be when it was the big over the shoulder, heavy, yeah. big camcorder. Those were tough when you were somewhere trying to get different angles. Uh, you wanted to show things from different angles. Think about this, Brian, think about all the times that somebody in our family that will remain unnamed at this point, but somebody in our family that would have a camcorder early on recording us playing in a ball game or recording us uh, uh, playing tennis or something like that. Everything is typically, this is, pretty universal, typically from one angle, one vantage point, just kind of following things around from wherever they're standing. And that's partly because it used to be these camcorders were a lot bigger and heavier or a lot more to lug around. Now they're not. I mean, you can honestly get anywhere with these phones. You could get any angles, you can move them to any heights, any location pretty easily. So use it. I mean, that's the biggest thing is that nobody wants to watch a 20 minute video of a ball game that's all shot from the same one single angle yeah there's a reason why uh, sports fields uh, ball games have multiple cameras everywhere because it just really engages you with the action a lot more so use that same capability if you're shooting something you're at a family event hop around to different angles to get some different takes get some different different views just to just to keep it mixed up you know so just, just yeah. to clarify with the person that's going to rename name nameless in this story them using f-bombs and lots of cuss words while they were watching us play that didn't provide the creativity to the video that that you were saying that we needed it added some extra color to the to the, <laughs> it to was the recording horrible. yes it was yeah and audio yeah. audio came through fairly well on that video yeah. so. on those older camcorders with where the audio was not quite the highest level that you'd want it to be it still came through crystal clear. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they certainly pinged the uh, the upper end of that video. So well, when, you're, when you're holding the camcorder and your mouth is basically two inches away from the microphone, then yeah, it's going to pick up everything you say. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is I can actually get some creative shots. You know, I'm, I'm thinking back to the person that had the camcorder on the shoulder. It's kind of hard for them to get a low vantage point when it's on their shoulder. Right. And of course, back then, everything was a viewfinder only. There wasn't a digital LCD screen, which allowed them now you can probably drop the camera down the ground, still see it from above, know exactly what shot you're getting. That's certainly what I like about even the DSLR cameras now is that if I wanted to get down and see a, a, a really, you know, 
a really cool vantage point on an insect or something that I don't have to get my head way down to the ground to look in the eyepiece. I can turn the LCD screen. Well, think about the mobile phone. That's actually a problem you have with shooting video on a mobile phone is that you have to be looking into the screen of the mobile phone to see what you're shooting. You're right. If you want to get something at a very low angle, but you don't want to have to be laying down on the ground, um, pop out viewfinders, which most camcorders will have and many DSLR cameras will have allow you to do that. You have some flexibility. So use it. I mean, that's the thing is that the minute these cameras all started getting smaller and more portable, the idea ought to be, how can you now use it to get shots that you wouldn't have been able to get years ago? And, uh, that's always fun. So Brian, uh, the next tip is one that's, oh gosh, it, it's something that just drives me up the wall when I see people use it and they have the best intentions, but it's called backlighting. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's this idea where you're putting a bright light source behind what you're trying to shoot. And I know you're trying to do something good. You're trying to get some, a great scenic background behind your, 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 your footage. But unfortunately, what that does in most camcorders and cameras, unless you can really go in and manually control the shot, most of the time it's going to cause your your foreground image, what you're trying to shoot, to be dark and shadowed and hard to see. Yeah. And again, it's just you can control it. I mean, I've done shots with a backlight where on a DSLR I get in the manual settings and I just really work it to get the shot to where I can still see the person pretty good. But it's tough. It's tough. And uh, for people just using a camcorder just to shoot general footage of just things happening around them, that is a big, uh, that's a big, uh, that's a big thing people, trap fall, people fall into is, uh, oh, let's just go stand in front of this window so we can see the mountain range behind us. But unfortunately, that window is really bright and it just happens. So you need to be mindful about it. Even though with a camcorder and a DSLR, you'll have more control. Um, you still don't want to have to overuse the control if you don't need to. And it's still going to be really hard to, to get someone bright and visible in front of a really bright backlight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a big thing in photography too. It's almost impossible to have really good shots of dark things in the foreground with something bright back behind it. I mean, it's just yeah. an incredible challenge. And that's why a lot of them are actually, if you see really good pictures that have you know, something in the foreground that you know isn't that bright, and then also, you know, the sun back behind it or something. Those were probably two different pictures that were cropped together later on, you know, yeah, to kind of make something probably. creative. So, Alan, on lighting, can I ask you a question? Because I, I don't, yeah. uh, something that's really uh, an important thing for photographers is oftentimes where you try to get away from harsh lighting. So you try to get, you don't try to, you, you try not to shoot pictures at noon or one or two o'clock in the afternoon where the sun is, incredibly bright right overhead that it just doesn't provide that creative look to your images. You have that same thing with video. Do you guys have like a, you know, what do they call it? The, uh, the prime lighting, you know, time of the day, the 5 PM, the, you know, the 9 AM, those times that you have kind of side lighting. Is that what you're looking for as well with video? Yeah. The, the line is blurred between photo and video image processing and the way that images are are formed on your screen. So yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, different times of day, different lighting situations, you know, we'll go out and try to shoot the exterior of a building or something. And it's just like, Oh man, this is the wrong time of day. We need to come back at this time. We have people outside talking. It's like, yeah, there's certain times of the day that it's going to work better for that. You know, the cameras try to compensate the best they can, but there's nothing like getting it more natural whenever you can. Um, 
these cameras are so much more susceptible to light um, than ever before. And so the idea is that you can have some very minimal light. I mean, I'm just, I'm amazed sometimes we walk into a room with our DSLR camera to shoot video and we don't really need a whole lot of extra light and the shot still looks beautiful. Um, so these things are really good at handling light, but you still, there's nothing beats natural good lighting at the right time of day, the right environment to shoot. We use artificial lighting when we need to, we use ex external lighting whenever it's, it's needed, but I love it when we don't need it. <laughs> I love yep. the shots that just come together naturally because it's just the right time of day to do it. So yeah, Brian, just a couple more quick points regarding uh, camcorders that are a little, little different than what you maybe deal with on a mobile phone but some tips for getting some better video from it. Uh, this isn't really an issue as much anymore, but it used to be when these camcorders were kind of more all the rage uh, years ago before mobile phones really started getting good with video. Uh, the camcorders would have a lot of built-in kind of special effects or like filters or things you could do to kind of process your, your video a certain way. And, you know, I, I, that's never really been the strong suit of those standalone camcorders. Uh, because you're already going to have to be editing your video on a computer or somewhere else, uh, I generally recommend don't don't monkey with any of the filters or special effects that might be in your camcorder. Because again, the footage is all going to go to your computer or wherever you're going to edit it, and that's where you can do those yeah. kind of things yeah. to begin with. So um, it Fair. used to be, I know it was cool. My first camcorder, man, it had like four or five different kind of cool filter effects, and I played with them all the time, like used them on every other shot. And now I look at it and I'm like, well, I really wish I kind of just had the original video now. <laughs> so instead of those, instead of the mosaic tiled version of it. So um, yeah. Or the, the rock, the rock video version, right. That you yeah. kind of enabling. No, I think that's, exactly. that's a really good point. And, and it's one of the things that even thinking back to photography is a challenge because uh, in photography, a lot of people and myself included will oftentimes work to try to get the picture to look perfect on the camera and you take the picture and you're looking at, Oh man, that's not exactly what I wanted the picture to look like, but you have to kind of give up on that a little bit. You need to be thinking about how is the shot composed, right? Does it have enough range of colors and range of lighting that you can go and play with it later to make it look like you want, right? So it's the idea of us shooting in raw of photos and then being able to do a lot more with it. I th it, it sounds like you're saying the same thing works with video, right? Take the good, good quality video with good lighting, with good uh, frame rate, with good, um, you know, you decide what your shutter speed is. You, you set the, you set the video upright so that you can go and, and tinker with it later. That's a good Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's different maybe on a mobile phone because on a mobile phone, I mean, you've got a lot of cool apps and things that you can use to kind of get your shot the way you want it. And you can play with it more on the phone and do some post-processing right there on the phone. When you're shooting on a camcorder, I mean, again, like you referred to earlier, you're not really doing a lot of editing of your video on the camcorder. You really can't. So everything is going to happen off the camcorder to finish your video in some way. So that's a great opportunity then to add your filters and special effects or whatever you're going to do at that point. Um, just focus on getting really good video from your, from your camcorder and don't, don't worry about the special effects until later. Um, nice. And then my, my last tip, uh, again, not something that would apply to mobile phones, but it definitely is one of the advantages, but something to keep in mind with your camcorder, uh, take extra spare batteries. 
you know, these camcorders will run on batteries, like actual removable uh, lithium iode or whatever they're called batteries. And uh, the kind you can buy at the store, the kind you can recharge with a wall a charger. And, uh, you know, having multiple one of those, having multiple SD cards, if you're going to shoot uh, a longer, uh, longer footage, or even just having a spare one just in case, you never know, something could go wrong with one of the SD cards you've got. But that's the nice thing about these camcorders and DSLRs is you can have these extra batteries and have extra SD cards that you really can't have with a mobile phone. So it's a, it's a tip, but it's also a, a benefit that we need to, re- to highlight once again, because I think it's really important. Yep. I agree. That's, that's a great, that's a great note. The, uh, I mean, you might have some people that say, well, I can carry around an external battery pack for my, my phone, but now you're talking about you know, needing to, you know, stop and charge and, and have to constantly kind of, you know, think about, do I need to be adding this extra cable and all that sort of stuff? I think it's so much easier with pulling an SD card out, pulling the, and swapping out a battery, you know, right before you start a a new scene or a new shot, I think is, uh, makes it really easy to do. Well, even, even better than that, think about a lot of the mobile phones now are kind of minimizing their ports. So you're basically down to one port, like on an iPhone now. Yeah. Uh, that's your charging port. That's your accessory port. And if you had to use external battery, uh, that would be your external battery port. But if that's your external battery port, but you were also needing to use a microphone or you were also needing to uh, do something else, connect it to something else, you you, you don't have that flexibility. So I think uh, you, if you're going to go the camcorder or DSLR route, uh, make use of it. Have your extra supplies, have your redundancy in your batteries and in your uh, shooting format. So it's great stuff. So really, Brian, that was kind of the things I wanted to go through as far as just some general tips. Again, they're pretty broad, but I do think they're things that we we fall into traps on when we're trying to shoot video. And the nice thing is a lot of those tips are ones that you have a lot more flexibility with, with doing those on a dedicated camcorder or a DSLR camera shooting video than you would on a mobile phone. Um, I think at the end of the day, Brian, we're still saying that, you know, both options are great. They both have advantages between a, a mobile phone or these dedicated camcorders. Uh, it really just kind of depends on what you want to be doing video wise. I mean, that's, that's what it really boils down to. Um, like I said, when you're looking at control and creativity, to me, it's your mobile phone is kind of that, that base level. You got camcorders up, uh, upping your game on the quality a little bit and control and then you got DSLRs where you can really get very, very creative and a lot of flexibility on the shots you're looking for. But of course, the costs all go up accordingly along the way too. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it, all right. I, I have to say once again, you you taught me things, and I and it pains me to say that. Uh, but uh, once again, you know, I'm very much looking forward to getting to a topic where I feel like I can contribute. Uh, but this is not the one. So you are, uh, you are, you are the one on this one. So thank you, Alan. Well, uh, I'll be looking forward to us going into our next, when we go to our next subject next month, which will be uh, backup revisited. And uh, that'll <laughs> I have another, I have another four episodes of backup related material to talk about. <laughs> oh gosh. I need a vacation. <laughs> Well, Brian, what do you say we uh, what do you say we wrap up here, kind of close out uh, this episode as we always do, and we do our brothers in tech suggestion, um, our bits. Yeah. So let's do the bits because that is 
That is my contribution to let's talk about the bets, right? And again, right. just a reminder that the Brothers in Tech Suggestion is where Brian and I both come up with one item that we want to recommend. It could be a, a device, it could be a website, it could be a uh, uh, accessory of some sort of software app, something going along with our subject that we want to recommend and uh, can vouch for. So Brian, what you got for us today? Well, so I'm going to jump in and um, once again, looking for something that I can recommend in your genre here, Alan. And uh, you know, we talked earlier about audio and how audio when shooting video is kind of a, a key factor because a lot of these devices like the camcorders, whatever, uh, the mobile phones are not going to have the great audio built in. So an external uh, microphone, I think, is is a really cool way to kind of step up your video game. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to recommend a, um, we'll, we'll say this is a secondary recommendation because I personally do not have this device. Uh, I would love to have this device, but uh, but I've read a lot of good things about it, and it's a it's a microphone. It's a shoe mounted microphone. So we talked about the camcorders, the DSLRs, and I'm assuming a lot of professional cameras too have the shoe mount on top, where you can kind of uh, bolt it down to the top of your camera. And uh, mm-hmm. and there's one called uh, it's the Deity D E I T Y the Deity V Mic D3, um, and this is one that's that I found being sold uh, on the Moment site, moment.com. And you'll remember back several episodes where I recommended uh, Moment as a, as a company that had some really great accessories for mobile photography. Uh, this, yeah. happens to be a, uh, this happens to be a shoe-mounted uh, microphone. You know, the things that I like about this, I think you mentioned it before, that the beauty of the shoe-mounted mics is that they're going to have an audio plug straight into your um, to your uh, camcorder or to your DSLR. So the sound's going to go directly in. This has a 3.5 uh, millimeter microphone jack that goes from the mic straight into uh, your camera. But I also like that the the mount on top kind of has a little bit of suspension to the mount. So you click it into mm-hmm. this little uh, kind of cage mount that's on top. And I think the suspension probably provides a little bit of sound uh, dampening so that if you're moving the camera around, it may help with that a little bit. Um, it only runs on a, uh, trip one AAA battery, which is kind of nice, uh, easy to, nice. to, to have input and not have to continue to change out batteries. Uh, but absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so the Deity V mic, uh, D3 is going to be my recommendation simply because it looks and sounds like it would be a great device. Uh, it is $99 <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, it is, uh, it's, uh, I've seen some really good recommendations for it and reviews. So I'm going to do a secondary recommendation of that. All right. Well, and that's, that's, that's really good, Brian. That's a good job. Um, I, uh, you know, and I have nothing against, I've never used the deity. I've never, I, 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 it looks great. Um, I will say if you're really wanting to go into the idea of shoe, uh, shoe mics on, on top of a, uh, a camcorder or a DCLR, uh, I would also recommend looking at Rode microphones, R-O-D-E. Um, and I think uh, it's en.rode.com is the website. And uh, they make right now, as far as I'm concerned, some of the best microphones on for, for, for putting on the top of your camera. Uh, they do lavalier mics. They do some wireless mics. But they're really kind of known for these shoe mount mics on top of your camera. And they're little mini shotgun mics uh, compact directional mics. 
and they're just they're really good quality. So you're actually kind of seeing them bleed a little bit into some more professional level work right now. So um, yeah, shoe mount mics, no matter what, definitely the way to go. I, I will agree with you absolutely because uh, I know the DSLR cameras have a little microphone on them. They're generally not that good. Uh, camcorders might be a little better, but still not perfect. The shoe mics uh, that you can mount on top are going to get you a lot better sound. That's for sure. Yeah. So, so can I just confirm you took my bit and improved it? Is that what I you did? did? I, I elevated it. Okay. I added a, uh, I added, a, <laughs> I added the advice of someone who's actually used one of the things that they're recommending. <laughs> oh man, come on! That's that's just you know that's so weak. I mean, just step out on a limb, Alan. Right? <laughs> try to try to recommend something you've never used before. That's where it gets fun. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that for my pick. Uh, my pick is still very much uh, something I'm familiar with. Um, but I, I appreciate the idea. I'll keep that in mind for next time, Brian. Um, so, all right. I'm going to get a little more professional level here on my pick. Um, this is not for everybody. This is not something that many of you will have a need for, more than likely. Even if you've listened to this whole episode and you still really want to elevate your video game, this still may be... A little, little, little much, but I, I just got to sing its praises because I think it's just a cool thing to have. And uh, who knows, maybe it is something that you'd find some use in. Um, we talked about storage on the on the the cameras, and you know, having the SD cards and be able to uh, shoot. But you know, that still requires that if your SD card runs out, you've still got to swap it out, right? You've still got to pop it in, pop it out. Let's say you're recording someone playing music, and you really don't want to break the song. So you need something that will record a lot longer without any breaks. Um, there's that need that this item I'm going to recommend will, will, will suffice for. And also, um, sometimes when you are filming something, you may have a need to actually uh, want to be kind of away from the camera a little bit or have somebody who's not at the camera seeing what you're shooting, almost like a little external monitor, okay, something you can watch to see your shot without having to be right there at the camera. Uh, maybe you've set it up and you want to kind of back away from the camera and just let the camera grab something on its own. Uh, this is having a little external monitor kind of away from the camera to see what it sees is also really good. So those two things can both be accomplished with my recommendation, which is from a company called Ninja. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry, the, the company is Atomos, uh, A-T-A or A-T-O-M-O-S. Yeah, Atomos, A-T-O-M-O-S. I want to make sure I got that right. They make a device called the Ninja. And I've used it Ninjas for... It's what's that? It's whatever it is, it sounds badass. It's Ninja. Yeah, yeah. You want one already, right? So Absolutely. Just, just for it. So the Ninja, what it is, is it's an external hard drive. It's a, it's a box. You pop in a hard drive. Like you can use an SSD hard drive, like the same kind you would buy for your computer or laptop. You can pop in that drive. That becomes your storage now for your camera. Okay. So whatever you, you hook up an HDMI cable between your camera and the uh, Atomos, the, the Ninja, that becomes your recording device. So now you can push videos that you're recording straight to that device and whatever the size of that, that hard drive is. I mean, if it was a, if it was a one terabyte SSD drive, you've got a terabyte that you could shoot <laughs> video wise now onto that drive. Nice. Um, Plus, it has a full screen on it. So the idea is that you can use it as a monitor. Many people will do it, put it in the shoe mount on the top of the camera. So you're seeing your monitor above the camera. 
And that way you don't have to be looking in the viewfinder lens all the time. Or if there's other people around you wanting to see what you're going to shoot, this is a way of having a little monitor there. Even better, you want to play back any of the video you've shot. You can play it back from the actual Ninja through its little on-screen controls. Go back and see the different shots you did. Uh, scan through them, look at them, listen to them, uh, and, and all that too. So I just love it because it's just got, it's a great tool for that external monitor, but I love having continuous shooting. Uh, there have been times I've shot events and yeah, I could swap out the SD cards when it fills up, but I know I'm going to have like a 15, 20 second break when I do and uh, to put in a new one. And I really don't want any breaks. I really want to run for two or three hours without any break at all. And uh, the only way to do that is to have a really big freaking hard drive uh, connected to your camera that doesn't run out. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, I can just go out and buy a new hard drive and pop it in this, this, uh, the Ninja. And all of a sudden I've got a whole new shooting drive for another project. Um, we go on shoots. Sometimes there's two or three of us that are like sitting back looking at the shot that we're getting on the camera. And it's really nice to be able to have it up on a little monitor, uh, even a little, you know, four or five, four or five inch monitor, just to be able to see it really easily. You can put it on a tripod. You can put it on that shoe mount on the top of the camera, just, uh, wherever you need it. Uh, a lot of the professionals you see when they're shooting, will use an external monitor so that people can see what they're shooting. Other people on the crew. It's the same idea if you're, you know, just shooting stuff as a family, but you want other family members to see what it is you're shooting at the same time. So for all those reasons, I'm a big fan of the Ninja. Now they have different models of the Ninja, different levels. I've used currently, I, I use one that's still many, many years old and it still works great for us. Um, but they do have a lot of other products at different quality levels. Uh, the video can record it as super high quality on these things because of the space available to it. So um, you'll find a lot of pros using it, but I think there's some benefit in even using it on a, on a smaller basis too. So that's the Ninja. The, the one right now is kind of the, the, the closest approximation of what I've been using is the Ninja five that they currently have. So. Okay. But I just want to clarify, you haven't used the Ninja five. I've not used the Ninja okay. Five. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm just checking. Right. So you're my you're recommending something you have not you have not used. My, okay. my recommendation is invalidated. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's really really cool. Can you can you just tell me I didn't uh, didn't catch this? So it's all SSD driven, but is it swappable SSDs or is this you buy it with a particular hard drive oh, no, space already in it? Okay. Yep. Okay. No, no. Actually, when you buy it, you you have to buy your own SSD drives. Okay. Nice. And just like you would have multiple SSD or um, smart smart uh, SD cards mm -hmm. for like your camera, you could actually have multiple SSD drives with you out in the field. And you say, okay, I just filled up three hours of the highest quality video I can shoot on my SS on this drive. I can actually pop out that hard drive and go pop in another one, and nice. uh, it all works great. So uh, yeah. And it's anything and it really that is HDMI in. It sounds like I'm just looking at the yeah. the mm -hmm. mon the uh, website now, right? It looks like you could even do a video game, record your action on a video game, and then play it back yep. right away, right? So anything that has an It'll HDMI take, out, that's right. Anything that pushes that HDMI into the uh, the Ninja box, it will record. Um, nice. And also, these boxes typically also have an another HDMI out as a pass through, meaning you could be recording on the Ninja, but also pushing it out to another monitor, like a bigger TV set at the same time. So uh, it's really cool. They're great little boxes and uh, we use it for shooting uh, some of our production work. 
on a professional basis, but I have used it a couple times for some personal projects that uh, I just needed a lot of hard drive space and didn't want to deal with cards swapping out in the middle of a shoot. So, so one more quick question. Can this be yeah. a DVR? I mean, is this something that you could actually have, you know, a cable box or some live stream of TV going into it, recording it, and then also now yeah. you have a recording I mean, to share? I think as long as there's no um, copy protection yeah. things going on on the HDMI, that's the only thing I could see as the issue is if whatever you're recording from has some sort of copy protection built into its HDMI port to where it can't go to something that's a recorder. Right. Um, but right. if it doesn't know the difference, then yeah, you could totally do that as well. Hmm. Very cool. It's pretty cool. Brian, I, I can't believe we got all the way through the episode and I completely forgot about something. Oh, no. Um, I, uh, I I figured did you, out... Did on you this... forget to press record? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that too. <laughs> um, no, uh, on the, the system we use to record our podcast, I, I had learned and got it set up to play sound effects and I totally missed doing that during the show. Oh, gosh. So, unfortunately... Would you like me to, would you like me to say something and have you yeah, respond to that? Yeah. Yes, I would like for you to say something right now. Yeah. Just anything you want to say. How about how about uh, my bit this week was something that I've never used before. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this is gonna. <laughs> I have a feeling this is gonna this is gonna be used quite often from now on, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Brian, say something else. Um, Alan, you taught me a lot in this episode. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Now try to say something funny. I know that's tough to you, but... <laughs> um, Alan, um, you, uh, you are better at technology than I am. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, very good. Oh, man. I, I can't so wait a believe minute. I was... Did you have control? Of, you have control of this, but I don't? Yeah, well, Absolutely. <sighs> I know. I run the show here. I get the controls. I get all the bells and whistles. Oh, believe me, next time we record, I'm going to have a full assortment of sound effects ready to go. <laughs> I, expect, I, expect some, I expect some cool bagpipes in the background when I do my bit next time. You know, something really they dramatic. Will it will be used extensively. Yeah. Um, Brian, I think we're going to be ready to wrap up the show. It's kind of the sad part of the show where it's going to be here at the end. So I just want to play us out. Um, and say it's been a wonderful time talking to everybody today about video shooting on dedicated camcorders uh, and uh brian if anybody wants to talk to us or communicate with us afterwards get in touch with us in any way how how should they go about doing so well and i think that if you or someone you know is struggling with technology would like to have some help please call us at info at the mesh.tv info at the mesh.tv we're here for you and we will help you find your way i feel like we're like an, at an npr <laughs> fundraising drive right now so. <laughs> call okay. that number on your screen and help support this one-legged dog that you know really needs your help all right brian i think the next episode we do ought to just be about playing sound effects and podcast. <laughs>
I think that should be the whole topic. I'm in. I'm in. But to do that, I'm going to have to have some control of some of those. Okay. Mm. All right. We'll see about that. (laughs) Well, in all seriousness, our next episode is going to be the last one in our series about video. And we're going to be talking about video editing, which I'm also very excited about talking about. Once you've shot your video, you've got some great looking footage. What, what What's the steps you go through to do something with it? How can you become uh, a video editor at that point? What are the tools available to you? What are some things to keep in mind? We're going to talk through all of that in our next episode. And that will wrap up our video series, I believe, having uh, done four, four episodes yep. in a row on that topic. Yep. So. All right, Brian, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for real this time. And uh, I just want to say it has been uh, an honor and a privilege to record with you today. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, yeah, me too. too. Never going to get old. (laughs) All right. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. We hope to uh, talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Brothers in Tech, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.